Let's bring in Scott Bauer, the CEO of Prosper Trading Academy, is joining us for a look at a few. He's got his eye on Scott. Welcome. First, Thank you, ben. thanks to you. A big day with the folks on Jackson Hole, the virtual meeting. Uh, first and foremost, I just wanted to check in with you and see if you were surprised by the hawkish tone we heard throughout the day from Bullard, Kaplan, and Esther George earlier this morning. No, not really. It's a continuation of, uh, of pretty much what they have been talking about the last few weeks or so. And, and I don't know what impact that's really going to have on what we hear out of Powell tomorrow. Um, you know, I think the market, as I've been saying, and as you and I have had these discussions, I think the market is set for the taper. Now, that doesn't mean that, that I think that we're going to have a taper right now, immediately, or even fourth quarter this year. Probably start well into, you know, first, second quarter of 2022. But I think the market is, is really expecting that. And I think the market is primed for it. And, you know, maybe we see a little bit of a pullback on it, Ben, but I, I, I think that we're in a good spot for it. You know, I would agree with that in many ways, Scott. And one of the examples of that, I think, is for one, the top of the show, we looked at the indices and new all-time highs as recent as yesterday in the NASDAQ and the SPX that shows investors aren't very concerned about the taper. At least at this point, they seem to enjoy some of the Fed transparency that we've been able to benefit from, and uh, they expect more to come here. But also, Scott, as you mentioned, again, with uh, rates on the rise inching up a little bit, we've seen banks benefiting. It seems to be kind of a best-case scenario for stocks right now and again it, it not too many waves to create uh, a bit of a stir here at this point let's talk about the banks and how a hawkish tone very much supportive of financial stocks you've got Goldman I saw to a new high today absolutely and the banks have been probably the biggest beneficiary of the taper talk and and you know of the last few months you look at a Goldman Sachs that actually is up what about 220 percent since its bottom you know last March then you look at a J.P. Morgan that's only, and I kind of say that with, you know, half, half tongue in cheek, only up 100% since the bottom last March. And in a lot of what we've seen recently, the activity is because of the anticipation of the taper and anticipation of higher rates. I quite frankly think as much as I love the banking sector and the big financials, I actually think, Ben, they've maybe gotten ahead of themselves mm. a little bit here. Because, you know, if you look at a Goldman, look at a J.P., some of the other big money center banks where, where they have big trading operations, their trading revenues have been incredible and really propelling them over the last 12 to 18 months. And even if the Fed starts tapering now, what is that actually going to do to rates? Yeah, we may see rates, you know, continue to tick higher, tick higher, but it's very unlikely we're going to see, you know, the 10-year break 2%, 2.5%, you know, anytime soon. So I'm not so sure that that the tapering is really going to impact, in the, at least in the short run, these banks, I think they've gotten a little bit ahead of themselves. Possibly, especially without that yield curve steepening, helping uh, to give them a lift. That certainly has flattened off relative to what we had seen earlier this year. Scott, let's move on from uh, financials onto a couple stocks that you've got your eye on that are set to report quarterly results that are attracting some attention here as we head into OL trading over the next, uh, well, a couple hours and the next uh, uh, day or so. How about Workday? Took some W. Uh, D-A-Y. Here you can see some of the results expected here. This is coming our way today on the close. 78 cents per share is what analysts are looking for and 1.24 billion. Uh, what are you keeping an eye on in terms of uh, what our viewers should be watching? And uh, it looks like the stock's trying to get something going to the upside, still short of a breakout above 250. But this week, we're talking back to levels we haven't seen since uh, the beginning of May. 
Yeah. And, you know, you were just mentioning it at the tail end of what you were talking about with Burlington, where, where you said, you know, that, that now the, the stock is kind of coiling and trading in a tight range here. Well, the same is really, you know, can be said about Workday over the last six weeks, not just today, but over the last six weeks. And, and, and that, you know, really lends itself to some complacency. And if I look at Workday over the last four, five, six earnings reports, the last, you know, six quarters or so, we've actually seen some pretty decent declines after earnings. Now, the stock is holding above the 50 and the 200-day moving averages. We're at levels that we haven't seen for a while here, but I wouldn't be surprised to see a little bit of a pullback here down to maybe that 230 or 235 range where there is massive support. Okay, uh, let's move on. We'll keep an eye on the support down there in terms of, and, and as you mentioned here, this range is pretty well-defined. Um, it'll be interesting. I like it when I see an upper and a low, lower extreme as well-defined as this because it does give you something visual to kind of reference in terms of a breakout energy follow-through or lack thereof. How about uh, the stock that seems to be America's sweetheart throughout the pandemic, uh, Peloton up to 171, we're talking to begin the year, but they've really come off since. And while they did find some support recently around the $80 level, uh, another stock that's kind of sideways headed into earnings, but certainly a lot of anticipation headed into this one. I saw earlier in the week, they rolled out one of their uh, cheaper, older, uh, kind of bringing back that original treadmill it looked like. But uh, what are you watching in terms of PTON as we head into uh, here? You can see expectations for results today on the close as well. Yeah, I, th I think post-pandemic, Ben, whether that is a couple months from now, which you know would, would be very optimistic or whenever that is, Peloton is here to stay. It certainly has been the darling. I really love the upside, the upside, but I'm pretty cautiously optimistic on this print here. They're fighting a lot of you know negativity in terms of what they had with the recall on the tread, some other you know headwinds coming into the quarter here. But I really like this stock in the long run. And I actually talked about this with Oliver this morning. I'm buying some calendar spreads here because I am cautiously optimistic about here. And I think we can get a nice move to the upside, whether it happens off of the print or whether it happens you know, down the road in a couple of weeks or months here. I really do like the upside in Peloton. Uh, Peloton uh, had a nice run-up. I mentioned the 171 high that we saw. Oh, we're talking, uh, there are some of the uh, highlights from, uh, it looks like, a third quarter year-over-year -year revenues. And I do want to point out here again that the weekly time frame shows, as mentioned, that recent high, 171 since we talked about some of the chop. But, Scott, I can see why it does look like there's a bit of support here around this 9,100 area. I can see why you're uh, somewhat bullish this one. And if we get, if we get some momentum back up through 130, 140, area, it opens up the door for a retest of 170. We talk about this pattern. And I've been watching this play itself out on multiple products, multiple time frames. The run-up, sideways consolidation, it's acceptance of, it's value forming, it's overlapping and consolidation. And uh, certainly it gives us, again, another stock with a pretty well-defined upper and lower extreme to watch here. Yep. Scott Bauer, thanks for giving us part of your Thursday afternoon and a Thank busy you, one at that. Scott Bauer is the CEO of Prosper Trading Academy. We look forward to seeing you back here in the near future.